Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Education Lady Podcast. Before we meet today's Wednesday Wisdom guest, we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, the Florida Coaches Coalition, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, We Coach, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. You've heard me say many times, these are four great organizations. You should really add them to your network. And now, don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes as we uh, share our sponsor shout outs. These are all great companies that I used as an AD or as a coach. You should be using them too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Home Campus for their support. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association platform for the Education Lady podcast. It's also your one stop for scheduling, student athlete eligibility and clearance, and a whole lot more. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just fantastic. And Home Campus people are great to work with, too. To find out how you can start using Home Campus at your school, just go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. We also want to say thank you to Gipper. Go to gipper.com. Their team is going to show you how to create world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on just about any device, and you don't need any design training. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Celebrate your athletes. Promote your teams and your program. Again, it's professional social media graphics on your social media site. Go to Gipper.com to get started. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown is digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, more customization. Hometown is here to make the best solution for you. Go to hometownticketing.com to get started. We also want to say thank you to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products and see how they can help you showcase your school's history, your proudest moments, and your top role models. It's also a great way to display your school record boards or your school's Hall of Fame with their interactive touchscreen video consoles. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information. We want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, and it was great. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided to help them coach our kids at the highest level. Go to Huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Turn your school into a Huddle school. We want to thank Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraiser, stop right here. Snapraise, hands down, the best fundraising platform out there. But there's so much more. Snap Store, Snap Connect, Snap Manage. You can find them all at snapraise.com. We also want to say thank you to District 1. Go to district1.com. That's W-O-N. You're going to feel like you've won when you see their custom uniforms, their on-time delivery, and their one-at-a-time replacement program. You're never going to have to buy a full set of uniforms when you just need to replace one or two pieces. Go to district1.com. Click on the team gear button. You'll get your free quote. That's district1.com. 
sportsbook.com. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, see their tables and their boards in action. It's probably one of the best purchases I ever made, uh, our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, check out their great products, and then place your order. That's sidelineinteractive.com. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve every aspect of your program. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys will connect you with the 2%, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that love and support your program. That's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking to that frustrated parent, your principal, or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student-athletes. Go there today, athleticsurveys.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Candace Fabry. Regular listeners will recognize that name, but if you're new to the podcast, Candace uh, was a collegiate athlete, uh, still a uh, college coach. She's the head women's soccer coach at Ottawa University. She's also a pro. She's the associate uh, head coach for the Kansas City Courage of the Women's uh, Premier Soccer League. And she's the founder of a um, company called Fearless and Capable. It's a mentoring and education program. She also hosts her own podcast, so she's doing it all. Candace, welcome back to Wednesday Wisdom. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a joy to to jump on here and, and share some thoughts or things going on that have kind of caught my attention and would like to share with others and see if it can help a little bit. So thank you. All right. Well, uh, again, uh, you've been on this uh, a number of times uh, and your episodes are always very uh, highly rated. So I'm going to get out of the way. What do you have for our listeners this week on Wednesday Wisdom? Well, yeah, I think as we all kind of consider we're in the summer months, right? We're kind of hopefully recharging and relaxing and getting those batteries um, kind of in that in that mode to then go again because the fall is coming very quickly right the end of our summertime and for a lot of us we're going to go back into that regular school year and when we think about the approach that we want to have and in a long term not short term but a long term mindset uh, as mentorship is something that is so crucial to development opportunities right professional development it's not just in a one directional up and down relationship that you're probably going to experience over the next 12 months in the career, right? You're going to experience mentorship in so many different directions and ways. And if you think about your professional development goals for the next 12 months and in this next school cycle, what are you wanting to do about the experience you're going to have up and down? So whether you're the mentor uh, or you're the mentee, thinking about how that peer-to-peer mentoring might go, maybe you're going to find a colleague or somebody at a, uh, another school district or another 
similar role to you that you can share some conversations about the challenges that you're experiencing, um, or even that kind of on a diagonal where you're going to find a different industry maybe, or a different profession that you can have some relatable experiences on that give you that opportunity to have mentorship or experience mentorship. And when we think about the benefits, when we approach mentorship from a multi-directional, or multi-directional, excuse me, or omnidirectional way, we really start to receive these benefits because knowledge is not just shared on a lateral scale. It is so many different angles and so many different experiences that come to that multi-directional approach, right? We think about how can I experience what somebody's learned or um, maybe had an expertise in a different industry that actually can relate to mine. And it's not going to be something that we can put on this um you know, experience where it's, it's of someone in a uh, expert role, right? And our, uh, the people that we hold as role models and idols in our own industry, it can actually come from somewhere else. And so directional members are experiencing knowledge in this multi-directional way. We really start to grasp at where am I gaining my knowledge from? Am I gaining knowledge maybe almost in one area more than another? And I might need to take back a reflection and say, Am I really broadening my perspectives, my resources, uh, you know, and even the lived experiences of others that can diversify what I'm putting out into my job, into my world, into the environments I'm impacting? So I really say when you look at multidirectional mentorship, you really think about the direction of knowledge you're taking in and then also giving out. All right. Thinking about who you're having conversations with and maybe broadening that that direction as well when you think about the knowledge that could be shared among others and then who benefits from it right if we benefit and we think about how one another in an interaction that is not just so much you're the designated mentor and i'm the mentee so therefore i will receive all the knowledge and you have no benefit besides just telling me that's not how this rolls and when we go all right listen my mentorship exists in all these different directions and all this different um and all these different ways excuse me with labels sometimes being more formal and other times being informal there's just this reciprocal benefit that we're all in this experience together to gain knowledge to gain resources to gain a network and really be able to expand what we're capable of. And so the benefit of sharing that in so many different directions is actually for the betterment of the industry, for the betterment of particularly DEI initiatives that expand, you know, across this country and in so many different areas that really need to be having a, a broader attention span to it to say, listen, you know, there's, there's a real benefit for me listening to you and you listening to me and having those conversations. And then if we think about how knowledge is then even acquired and we think about that distribution knowledge is actually something that in a way is very kind of primitive right we actually discover things as we read something we discover as we listen and when i say we discover it's not just the information that's being sent to me it's how it's being delivered it teaches me something it's the context maybe the environment that it's being shared in that teaches me something. So even if you're telling me a fact, there is context around that that creates different cogn cognitive distributions of, of knowledge. So that might be, like I said, how you're giving it to me contextually. If you're a mentor and you speak to me in a calm voice and give me this really, really firm guidance on how I should handle a conflict, 
your calm voice in telling me this information on how to deal with conflict also gives me more knowledge. It gives me more things that we're not necessarily just putting into the words that are shared. And so this, this really bigger broadening thought about how mentorship exists moving forward, I want you to think about who is in your mentorship circle. And I say that from the people that you mentor to the people that you see as mentors to you, to the people that you're peer to peer with, to the people that are in different industries, different parts of the world, maybe friends, family that experience things differently that you can acquire that knowledge from. And think about not just the words that are shared, but the way we understand the information, the benefits that can come from those conversations, those listening skills that we have, and even just having the conversation to say, I need guidance is sometimes a huge learning opportunity um, that has so many contexts around it that really give us a lot of benefits. And then the other piece of this is anytime I think about my mentorship circle being broader than just you and I, or somebody who's a mentor or just a mentee to me, we think about getting outside our comfort zone. And when we think about the fact that I'm going to go to a peer, I'm going to go to somebody else outside my industry and ask for guidance and thoughts, we're really going to get outside of what we know maybe to be true or to be fact. And we start to broaden the resources we can use, the tool sets we have that make us capable of doing our job even better and in a more impactful way. And so really, I, you know, I, I challenge everyone as you kind of think about what you're going to go into this fall is who, who are you going to interact with? Who's going to give you that benefit of knowledge? Who's going to share with you that knowledge? Who could you learn with? And what's that distribution of that, information going to look like and how does it, you know, maybe spread a little bit more, you know, thinking about even having a panel, sometimes panels are the greatest way to learn because you have the words exchanged, you have the environment that a panel creates, you get some context sometimes on how people experience it through their body languages, their tone, maybe the way they deliver information, um, in terms of how they utilize words and, you know, even, um, even the uh, resources they bring into their conversation gives us expanded knowledge. So thinking about it in a, in a, in a way that just makes it fun and less frightening to have a mentor or maybe be the mentor, just thinking about it going, you're always going to be that. You're always a mentor. You're always a mentee. In some conversations, you're both. And that's great too. Uh, and so really, I challenge you to, to really broaden that perspective as you go into the next 12 months. Think about your professional goals. Who can you bring into your mentorship to only your mentorship circle, excuse me, to expand what you're doing and, and the impact that I know all of you are already having in such an amazing way and, and hope to continue to develop and, and grow for the next 12 months. You probably noticed me furiously scribbling down notes there. Um Great stuff. I, I love the uh, the concept uh, that you did a really good job of uh, portraying the omnidirectional uh, mentorship and also that term. I hadn't heard that before. Mentorship circle. Um, you and I were talking uh, before we came on and, uh, and I shared with you, you know, you're not an athletic director, but you certainly know your way around the world of athletics. <laughs> ADs, they, they have to do all the, the grunt work, the scheduling and the supervision, all that but they really do want to mentor. They want to provide professional development. Now, here's something that it, we talk about as ADs. Uh, coaches, let's say in a building, they've got each other. There's a ton of coaches, you know, teachers. There's a ton of teachers, but there's only one, usually, athletic director. You know, who can they go to? Um, and I think your idea of expanding that circle, I was just thinking of the school that I came from. 
uh, before I retired, we had we had four Hall of Fame coaches on our staff. And, you know, we would go into each other's offices. They weren't just coming into mine. And we just talk about different things. And we didn't call it mentoring. We didn't, you know, have it scheduled. But it was something that went on where when something came up, you know, hey, I'm having a challenging parent or, um, you know, I, I had to make a presentation to the school board or something. I'd go to one of my coaches, Hey, you know, what's some success stories I can share. You know, we had that circle, uh, and early in my career, that would not have happened. You know, that was a struggle for me to, to reach out. Uh, and, and so your words, you know, were, you know, really hit home for me, uh, about what I failed to do as a young AD and a young <laughs> coach and, and what I was finally able to do down the yeah. road. Um, any, um, tips or advice for that struggling AD that might be listening that hasn't yet expanded their circle? <laughs> Go find circles to expand into. So they exist. I think the biggest thing is how do you find them? Uh, and that's where, you know, check out websites, check out different groups, follow social media accounts. It doesn't even have to be as formal as a conversation to be had with someone following YouTube channels, following social media, or following even um, somebody's writings in a book or a journal, something like that is actually mentorship. And, and it is something that it can help you kind of create those networks that you might be involved in or want to be more interested in and join in a more formal way. That can sometimes be an entry point into going, you know what, I really like how that group thinks, or I like how that group uh, the group's resources maybe. And that's something I want to join. I know for me, when I was a coach, I found different philosophies that I was reading about. I wasn't necessarily going into somebody going, which philosophy should I follow? I went and did my own research without talking to anybody per se. And then once I felt comfortable to have a little bit of that knowledge, then I started asking people, well, what do you think of that one? What do you think of this? What if I go join that group? What if I just go and connect with that person? And that that's how I started it being someone who, though at times appears like an extrovert is truly introverted and going, I will have those conversations when I feel comfortable. So that's what I did is I found my own research, um, which is actually mentorship because it's somebody's opinion or knowledge or resources being shared with you, but then also then finding where those then those connections to networks or groups or organizations that I could now physically as a person come in, have a conversation or connect with a one-on-one -on -one, um, conversation with somebody. That was where I found my, my best resources, but yeah, it's, it's not easy. It can be a little bit intimidating, especially if you go into, you know, I think the group you were talking about for you, that can be really intimidating for a newcomer. And so what if, for those that maybe have similar circles, what if every other month or if however the frequency goes, every once in a while, you're all to bring a newcomer in, you know, somebody you know, and you want to invite in, because sometimes that familiarity can be a good invitation to the to the mentorship circle that they may not know exist. And then the other piece is giving them that chance to listen, because there's a lot of times I've found that in the expansion of, of who you're mentoring with or around you and I having a conversation, somebody listening in just like they are on this podcast is getting guidance and feeling safe and going, I like that idea. I'm going to take it in or, you know what? I don't agree with it. I'm going to dismiss it. And they get that opportunity in a safe space where they don't feel like they have to defend something. And newcomers, a lot of times in the industry that are, you know, fulfilling the mentee role, sometimes those abilities to just come in and listen to 
conversations between experts and, and so on is really, really inviting. So that would be on the flip side. If you're somebody who has something created in a really cool mentorship circle, what are you doing to expand or give inclusivity to that circle by bringing newcomers in and giving them the chance to experience it? He's always, uh, always a treat to uh, spend some time with uh, you, <laughs> Candace. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out, find out a little bit more and find out more about, you know, fearless and capable, what's the best way they can do that? Email Candace at fearlessandcapable.com written out. They can always visit the website at uh, www.fearlessandcapable.com or find me on social media channels, uh, fearless underscore capable, um, or on my personal social media at Candace Fabry. I always answer those. I, I don't distinguish between either. I'm, I'm a pretty open book. Whatever I put out there, I'm okay putting out there. So uh, feel free to, to hit me up and let's discuss a little bit about what you're experiencing and maybe some networks I can help you connect into. So always happy to do that. Absolutely. Thanks again for sharing and um, all the best. Uh, again, I, I alluded earlier that uh, your professional soccer season just recently wrapped up and you, you get you get two weeks to uh, relax before the college season kicks off. <laughs> yes, lots, lots of time now. It'll be though it's not high in quantity, it'll be high in quality for sure. All right. Well, thanks again for our listeners. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, we upload the Zoom recordings of each episode to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening. Come back next time for more Wednesday wisdom and just about every day on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Before we go, we do want to acknowledge our sponsors one more time. Home Campus, that's homecampus.com. District 1, district1.com. Hometown Ticketing, uh, hometownticketing.com. Uh, athletic Surveys, athleticsurveys.com. Huddle, huddle.com. Vitalsignswalloffame.com. Gipper.com. Snapraise.com. And sidelineinteractive.com. All of these companies we used uh, and you should be using them too. As always, we appreciate you listening. Come back next time for uh, another great Wednesday wisdom and just about every day on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.